in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of the Top Tens Relay. Relays. Oh, it's too low. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> we're doing this so late in the there day. It is. <laughs> We are. We're struggling here a little late at night right after a Schmodown uh, uh, match has happened here. So we're recording a little bit late in the night. Ooh, very but, vague. Yeah, very well, vague. Right, right. Maybe some people will listen to this next week. Oh, we're, well, maybe they'll know already. So, uh, well, This comes out Sunday because we got to get – And the match was live. So, Oh, was it? Yeah, it was streamed live. So okay. I'm sure it will be in the uh, Facebook group by the time this rolls around on Sunday. So congratulations – to corruption, Chance and Kalinowski beat Rachel and Clark, uh, the Shire Wolves, on their final match for the title. That's how you go out. You go out on your shield. Yeah. And sometimes you can't take the belt with you. Sometimes the belt gets taken from you. That's right. Exactly. And that's certainly what happened with corruption. And uh, so congrats to Kalinowski and to Chance for doing that. Hold on to the boys. Keep, uh, hold on to the belts, boys. Keep it warm for me and Dan. Because we'll be coming for them real, real soon. Get ready. Has anybody attacked anybody with a folding chair yet? Not here. Not in this situation, no. What, did, they what did, did that mean? They did attack with a folding chair in Houston. Oh, at the live show? Right, yeah. at that live show. Ben hit him with a hit right. Andrew with a chair. Yeah. Who do you think is going to get the first cage match? You know? <laughs> I want to be in the first cage. I want to be in the first Hell in a Cell match. That's what I want to be in with uh, fire all around us. Sure. What's, uh, what's the money in the bag? or what, what is Money the in the bank. That's, money in the yeah, bank. Yeah, I just want to hang it up. Yeah, uh-huh, and whoever, whoever lasts out gets <laughs> the money at the end. Hey, let's bring in every wrestling idea. I might come back because at least I know all the people involved. That's right. It'd be perfect. Oh, shit. Did you see that? John just bit her. <laughs> <laughs> let's do a slow-mo replay of that. And it's you with basically Fletch just going, ah, mugging for the camera. Oh, Roka wants it this evening. He looks he looks hungry. I haven't seen him this hungry since he was a boy. Yeah. Uh, climbing every step is a trivia question. It's just like climbing every step towards the ladder. Yeah, that would be perfect. Um, anyway, yeah, so congratulations to them. Uh, and we're recording, like Matt said, late at night. But we are doing this relist thing. Uh, this topic's coming to us uh, from Robert Haley. Bobo. Yeah. Uh, what's the topic, Matt? It is top 10 movies set in space, parenthetically, with no superhero movies. Right. None. So you know how this works. We uh, count down these lists from two of our patrons. We do not know what's on those lists. So we discover them as you're discovering them, and then we compile them at the end of the show. Does that sound right? That is that is correct. Okay. And that was smooth, my man. Thank that you, was man. smooth. Thank you. Uh, all right, so we will jump right in. So it's we can't add or subtract any movies onto this list. We cannot. So at the end, it's not like we're going to interjecting, hey, you know what they never talked about was this. Right. We honor their list, so it's just a combination of the two. We do it the way the regular show works. Yeah. Uh, and we'll jump right in. I'll start with Clay. Okay. At 10, he has Interstellar. Okay, great. Uh, one to choose, and that's a punt. That's a punt? Yeah. And by the way, uh, Clay Williams is who I have, are the, the gentleman that used to help us with the YouTube page. Thank you very yep. much, sir. Hope school's going well, Clay. Yeah. Straight A's, my man. Straight yeah. A's. Yeah, don't quit us if you ain't going to get straight A's. Uh, all right, so that's a punt for you? Yep. 
Number nine is Apollo 13. Jesus, another punt. Is this going backwards? Uh, you know what? This is going backwards. I'm All going right. down from 10 up to the top. All right. Uh, number eight, High Life oh, from I, 2019. I don't think I've even heard of that. It's not on this list. I don't know what that is either. Yeah. What is High Life? I have no idea. You want to Google search that I think it's quick? called Life is what he's trying to say, which is the one with uh, uh, oh, the Ryan Reynolds. Alien? But that yeah. didn't come out in 2019, did it? I don't know. 2018 is what he has, right? No, 2019. Oh, no. This is uh, another film from Robert Pattinson, Juliet Binoche. Oh, yeah. I saw the preview for that. I never saw it. A father and a daughter struggle to survive in deep space where they live in isolation. Yeah, I've never seen this one. I just uh, – it's it's basically a psychological – there is some – you know, from the trailer, but it's yeah. about the torment if you're stuck on the ship type huh. of thing. And I think one side turns on another or something along, along oh, those wow. lines. I've it, never seen this. It looked interesting. It came out not too long after the one that he did uh, – where like his brother was on drugs or something. He was oh trying yeah, to his... uh, good, good, <sighs> good, good night, good time, good, good time, good okay. times. Good I think time. it's called Good Times, which I heard was great, and I still haven't seen. Yes, it. yes, I've heard happens. the same thing. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I'm gonna try and see Lighthouse when it comes out. That looks super interesting. <sighs> it does look good. And then try and watch these other, just like I've done with you know. You go yeah. back. You do your best. You do the best you can. You do the best you can. <laughs> High you. life. It was called High Life. My bad. High life. Good time. Uh, High life and good time. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, he only likes right. what two words is Batman what you know what I mean Batman destruction <laughs> he just does two words and they're they're good if it's a straight Batman I don't know I don't I don't know do with that yeah, then it's Twilight sense. it's one word again I don't like that <laughs> which I've never seen a second of those so I don't know if they're good or bad you've never seen a second of Twilight no no that's probably smart that doesn't sound like a Matt Nost movie good. even even by I like, curiosity I like vampire movies sure. I'm a fan of Interview with a Vampire. You are not. Uh, and that's melodramatic. That's not true. I'm not, oh, it's well, not that I'm not a fan of it. When we did Tom Cruise, I remember originally, I put it on my list and you scoffed. At oh, the well, sure. Of putting on. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> so, sure, sure. But that was like, it doesn't mean I don't like the movie. So, I mean, I like his performance in it. I just, I think then you saying you like the film seems a little bit off, you know? <laughs> if you're keeping it at arm's length on a list of the man, once you've winded it down to the man's movies. He's got 75 movies. Yeah. Six of them are Mission Impossible, man. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. How many of those can you have? At least five. No. Um, now you're just lying no, to yourself. That's li- I am lying. Probably three or four. Uh, all right. Highlight Vision. Oh, what's number seven? Oh, no, wait. We're doing 10. Nine, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So his number 10 is. Oh, wait, first he's got something to say here. Um, this is Jonathan Caro. That is our. Uh, he is, this is his list. He says, Hello, Matt and John. I am flattered and thrilled to be part of the Realist. Each top 10 show brightens my day as I enjoy listening to your analytical discussions, whether crazy or logical, your fondness for basketball and other sports, and your good natured and humorous banter. Reminded me of Siskel and Ebert. Right. Okay. I'm the fat one. Thanks. Because of my fondness for the show's topic, it was very difficult to limit the list to 10 movies. I left some honorable mentions, but I'm going to leave it up to you guys if you want to read them at the end. I want to address the fans. I want to address the fans slash listeners that I excluded movies from Star Wars and Star Trek off the list to highlight a few other movies set in space. The two great movies, if I had to limit to one from those franchises, I would have selected Star Wars A New Hope and Star Trek First Contact. Also, I selected movies that I felt spent more time in space compared to others. All right, his number 10 is Galaxy Quest. Not on my list. All right. Jonathan says, it's a fun movie that I saw for the very first time last year. I was chuckling and laughing out loud. Last year? Shit, I guess. All right, if you just discovered it. I was chuckling and laughing out loudly from beginning to the end, from the satirical comedy to Alan Rickman's quietly humorous performance. There are not many fun movies that take place in space. If number 10 does not work for you all, my alternate is Armageddon. How fucking dare you? How fucking dare you? That is not an alternate. That's somewhere in the top three. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever, it's Jonathan's list. I'm not going to vilify him. 
Uh, of course, I don't know who started that tweet of, what was it, Ben Affleck drunk doing commentary. <laughs> that thing's been around for 20 years. It has been around for 20 years. We just got sent that again. Trust me, I've seen this. Yeah. I've seen this. I agree with basically everything he has said. <laughs> sure. He's, he's not wrong. He's also drunk. So, you know. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's pretty, yeah, drunk and can still acutely diagnose what is wrong with that movie. That's how glaringly obvious it is. Fair enough. Who knew he was an incredible director even back then? He's a surgical with a spoon, you know, <laughs> or a surgeon with a spoon. He's good. Blunt object, but he's still got exactly where he needs to go. That's a fair point. Uh, all right. His number nine is Wall-E. Is that on your list? Uh, that is not on my list. Okay. It says it's an ambitious movie from Pixar with gorgeous visuals, a surprisingly sweet romance, and a wonderful score from Thomas Newman. I love that there was very limited dialogue at the beginning as it shows, uh, as it shows, not tells what the state of Earth has become. And once Wall-E and Eve reach into space, technology has taken over. The story is thought-provoking because it shows that if people don't take action, the world becomes dimmer and nearly non-existent. Well, sure. It always depends on what kind of action people take. It could still lead to a dim and non-existent world. Uh, but that being said, this is more of an uplifting film. I got it. Um, great film. Enjoy it. I know you don't love it as much. I love the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second half, it's like, I get it. Yeah, because I mean, it's too zany comedy for you. No, it's just, yeah, I, I, we're fat. We're lazy. We've, you know, basically resigned ourselves to turning into human blobs and this computer AI has taken over for us and – Literally is our god. Yeah, it's just taking. It just uh, controls every decision, and now we're fighting with that. But we're gonna fuck it up all over again. And it's just, uh, yeah, I get it. It's a cycle. I get it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I love the movie. I think it's great, and uh, I love the way it weaves in some of the old musical stuff in there. And um, yeah, it's got a sweetness to it that I enjoy. And yeah, I think the um, overall points of it heavy handed at the end there, but. You know, it's still – I still latch on to uh, more. More people agree with that opinion. Yeah. More people enjoy it. Sure. Uh, I just think that first half is magical. Yeah. And the second half is like, yeah, OK. I get you. All right. His number eight is gravity. Uh, that's a punt. OK. Not much of one but a punt. All right. Sounds good. What's your number seven? Seven is The Martian. Ooh. Uh, yes, that's a punt. OK. Slight but a punt. All right. Fair enough. Six is gravity. Oh, OK. So cool. there was your slight punt. Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah, an excellent movie about, I don't know, human survival, overcoming the odds, yeah. man against God, in essence. Yeah. I mean, man against nature, uh, but woman, I should say. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's beautiful to watch when she is spinning off into space, and technically, if nothing if nothing were to save her, then she's just going to spin like that until yeah. she dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh my God, it's beautiful and terrifying at the same time. Yep. Because yep. there's, there's no forced act against you, so you're just going to yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the my favorite part of the movie. I know there's a lot of great emotional stuff that Sandra Bullock goes through. She has a great performance here. Yeah. But that visual sequence, it feels like you're in the spacesuit experiencing oh. everything she's experiencing. It's incredible. The tension yeah. is created. You just hear the breathing. <laughs> I mean, you're what, you're trying to swim towards it, but you <laughs> yeah. know what are you doing trying to do anything? Well, you can't find calibration. Like you can't find something, a point yeah. to focus on, so that you can get your bearings and then swim forward. You're just kind of swinging around, and you can't seem to stop. But you might not have enough fuel to stop yourself. Right? If you do, yeah, that's depending good point. on how fast you're spinning at this point. Yeah, because yeah. that's what's mind numbing every time. 
like, oh, the space station right now, it looks like it's flying just ever so slowly. Yeah. But they talk about the, you know, miles per hour, kilometers per hour. And you're like, dude, that is flying around there. <laughs> That's why a tiny little pebble can puncture through steel. Right, right. It's going just traveling at an incredible velocity. Yeah. Like, okay, well, <laughs> it's a space as much as I love it. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. I agree. It's yeah. very – it's like the water to me. Once you start going out into space or going out into the ocean, oh. I get scared out of my mind. Yeah, but at least water you got a chance. OK. <laughs> Just saying. You got a chance. So I don't fear it. It's not the same. Space is all – you know what? Your puny brain can't even fathom what math tells us is happening over here. <laughs> That's space. <laughs> That's what's scary. I don't even understand. Exactly. <laughs> what is a black hole? Fucking, I don't know. Neil deGrasse, what you got, my man? <laughs> He's too busy playing with his shitty ties. Uh, all right, Jonathan has a, a realistic depiction of terror in the empty void of space by Alfonso Cuaron. The reason I put this this low is because I don't revisit it that often. But I huh. was impressed by the stunning cinematography by Emmanuel Lubezki, and it is probably Sandra Bullock's best role to date. And George Clooney is superb. Nice mm-hmm. audio cameo from Ed Harris as the voice of Mission Control, which I thought was a great shout-out to him doing that for— For Paul 13. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, that's his number six? Yep. Okay. Uh, number seven here is Moon. Uh, slight punch. Okay. Number six is The Right Stuff on Jonathan's list. Not on my list. Oh, interesting. All right. A three-hour movie that I do not think wastes a single scene. As you get to know most of the astronauts and their wives, Alan Shepard, how the Mercury program came into fruition, and witnessing a documentary feel— of how the movie highlighted the space missions. I would agree with that. Yeah. I like that it's not some they're trying to wrap it up in a bow. Yeah. We're just telling the story of this. Yeah. Um, it's a slice of life of, of just a wide array of, you know, white guys in their mid to, you know, mid-20s to maybe early 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and looking back at it, like when you see uh, – anytime they do a movie like that, of, wow, the military at certain levels yeah. was very specifically just still an old boys club. Absolutely. Uh, type of thing. Yeah. Well, and, but I mean, I, this thing suffers in retrospect because the wives get pretty much just pushed to the side. True, um, but it's still an incredible. If you think of the time in the nineteen eighties, early nineteen eighties, to do a three over three hour movie about the space program, you know, not a lot of people would have banked on this thing making money, and yet it was a success. Yeah, and it launched a shit ton of careers out of this movie. Dennis Quaid. Oh. Ed Harris, Ed Harris Scott came out of Glenn. Out. Yeah, all these guys came out. Sam Shepard, uh, Barbara uh, Hershey. Yeah. The guy that Fred went on. Fred Ward. Yeah, if I was going to say Fred Ward yeah, went on to Tremors, went on to. Yeah, Remo Williams. Uh, who yeah. else was in there? There are a couple of those that guys that you see yes. pop up in movies every once again after that. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's a solid cast, top to bottom. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting to see kind of the stigma of Jaeger's side. Right. Uh, Sam Shepard's looking down on the astronauts of. You know, basically, they send chimps up to do that. Yeah. But then you think about it. It's like they've been to space. It's really incredible. No no human has ever done this. Yeah. And if you believe conspiracy theorists, no human has ever done that. Well, fair. fair. <laughs> Which I don't subscribe to. I don't either. But, you know, to each their own. Yeah. I don't know how <laughs> we've been lying about it now for 50 years. But we yeah. keep that a secret. We can't keep a bunch of other stuff. When I had Todd Douglas Miller on the deep cut, the guy who directed that Apollo 11 documentary, okay. he, I said, did you see any? Because he called over 11,000 hours of footage. For, and I was like, was Kubrick in any of it? He's like, no, yeah. Kubrick was nowhere near. No one saw anything. We really landed on the you moon. You never know. PJ, it could be like a Pete Jackson cameo where he just walks across <laughs> the screen. That's all he does. 
I think you have to know what he looks like, man. Hey, there's Pete Jackson. He's just looking down, taking a note. He's like, wait a minute, Kubrick. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. Or you just see his head poke around and then poke back out. Someone moving the light. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. And he's just like shimmying past. <laughs> you see gaff tape on the ground. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, or like, or like Stonehenge, the moon's the moon's being lowered, and it's a small little thing. Uh, all right, so w- w- where are we at? Duncan Jones, seven moon. Um, yeah, no, I think that was your. But that was right. Step was six. Okay, so you said it was a punt. All right, what's your five? Five is moon. Okay, cool. Um, great Sam Rockwell piece. Uh, I don't want to spoil it if you've never seen it. Um, but it is That's basically – it's Sam Rockwell and uh, – Sam Rockwell and, and – Sam- You're just living with Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yeah. It's all you're doing. You're living with Sam Rockwell and uh, yeah. a disembodied voice of the lunar station. It's being Sam Rockwell basically for a whole <laughs> – Kind of. Yeah, right? Kind of. confronting himself. Uh, yeah, Jonathan says, Duncan Jones does a sublime job of capturing the individualistic, claustrophobic mood of a man being in crisis in a station on the moon that quietly intensifies into a compelling story with twists – Bolstered by Sam Rockwell's performance, that should have been, that should have warranted Oscar consideration. I'd have to see the year, but I agree. Yeah, maybe. it was really good. Yeah. If it came out now, yes. Yeah, probably. Well, because right. he's won one, but he's been in the conversation now numerous years. That's fair. So easily. Yeah. Uh, just like maybe Matchstick Men. I don't oh, know if it was good enough to elevate, but at the same time, just like it would have probably been more. Yeah. Gain more notoriety. Yeah. Because of his stature, you know, people bash Cage, and I get it. But there's a lot of like these smaller films that he did that yes. have incredible weight to them and are enjoyable, pleasant to watch. Uh, I like what you just mentioned, Weatherman. Yeah. Well, not, no, uh, no, 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 not Weatherman. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Matchstick, Matchstick Man. Man. Weatherman I like and Family Man I like. Okay. So those films, those quiet little films, he did a few of those that were kind of under the radar for a little bit. And I enjoy his work in those. So that's He I'm has thinking. his moments. He does. He does. Where he's really excellent. And then he has his moments where he's so over the top. Yeah. There's a great clip of him, like, common Vince Neil down outside of a hotel yes! in Vegas. It, it, TMZ put the clip up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, like, what, six years ago or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Eight years ago? And to see Nick Cage be the calming voice because Vince is ready to Vin, go. Well, Vince has just been spun out for 30-some, 40 years yeah. now. <laughs> so, he, I mean, I know he quit doing certain things a long time ago. He did. He Who did. Knows? I don't know what he's been doing since. I don't follow the man. Right. I don't have the slightest clue. Look, if Cage is your voice of reason, exactly. you're in some trouble. It's, it's not a good day. No. It's not a good it day. It really isn't. <laughs> I saw one time we went to Vegas, me and three, four other buddies. Yeah. And we're hanging out, and uh, this dude comes up. So there was this comic that used to hang out at the store. And comic I use in quotation marks very loosely. Oh, okay. Fair. Uh, but it was just this white dude from East St. Louis. Yo, doll. And out of nowhere, we hear his voice, and it's one of those of he's easily having the worst day of his life. <laughs> and we happened to, he happened to be in Vegas at the same time. And his story is he just gotten out of jail, and his girlfriend is getting out a couple hours, and she has the car. <laughs> but he yells at my buddy Mark because he always said he looked like Joe Buck. And out of nowhere, we're at Chipotle. Joe Buck! <laughs> and we all look, and shirt off, he's slobbering, coming out. He's so excited and having seen one. Joe Buck! And I couldn't make eye contact. I was like, this dude is at a level of gutter I've never seen. You know what I mean? He's just, he's in the gutter right now so hard. It was four or five in the afternoon. (laughs) 
I've never heard that before. Level oh. of gutter. That's brilliant. Dude, just, you saw him. You're like, no, dude. Ooh. No, I'm walking Ooh. away. I'm not making eye contact. <laughs> right. My buddy Mark would no problem. It's just like, I'm not looking at him. <laughs> Show book. Oh, motherfucker. There's no coming back from that. <laughs> if I look at him, I'll never respect him even remotely again. I didn't respect him much before. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so I wasn't surprised by seeing this. And I was like, seems about right from what I know about you. And you managed to find us in Vegas, apropos of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Vegas. Couldn't script it oh, if you wanted shit. to. Yeah, you'd look at me like some lazy fucking writing. <laughs> Swear to God. Oh, dude. Oh. His hook was um, after every joke, after he dropped the punchline, his name was Skeezy. So he'd go, Skeezy. <laughs> so whatever the punchline was, you know, so then I punched him in the mouth. Skeezy. This is a white guy from East St. Louis, right, but right. Just, he is the hardest black guy you've ever met in your life. In a white, in a white guy's yeah, body. Yeah. But I don't know if anyone bought it Yeah, type of thing. Fair but enough. he was living it. Wow. I will give him that. He was wow. living it. That's incredible. It was a weird, you know. I'm sure. Just like actors, I'm sure you've met some weird actors. Bro. Comics the same way. Please, people in the sphere I've met. Please. Of course. Um, all right. Was that but they at least have their shit together. Comics, you just have to show up to a place. Yeah, true. Very true. Oh, all right. That's what I'm saying. Actor, maybe, depending on what the class is yeah. or audition or something. Right. You catch him at the wrong night. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't, there's not as much of a hurdle as something like this. Yeah. Yeah. By and large. Uh, that was your number f- – what was that? Uh, that was my five. All right. Do we, do we go to my five? Yeah. Okay. The Martian, which is the punch oh, from earlier, okay. right? He says, there are not many great movies about Mars, in my opinion, and finally, this is a great movie about Mars, where it combines international teamwork, the importance of the STEM field to save your life, and humor. Thanks to Matt Damon's charismatic performance, I was delightfully surprised as to how much I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Uh, to anyone's hearing sounds around us, uh, the Schmodown people are coming out uh, uh, beyond the door, so sorry if that bothers you at all. Probably not, once it's edited out. <laughs> So we'll be fine. Sure. Yep. Let me get right on that. No, it's not us. We got people, and uh, people can I'll work handle on the this. levels. Oh, fingers that's right. crossed. That's right. Fingers crossed. That's right. So well, the team is know, building. We we have a nice group of individuals uh, headlined by. Uh, well, now we have a new addition. We do, Mike Shea. Yes. Thank you, Mike Shea. Congratulations to Mike Shea who stepped up and uh, was willing to help us. And yeah, we met Mike in Chicago. Uh, Mike is fantastic. Yeah, it, really it nice was guy. a bunch of people offered up the services, yes, and we both you. were like, well, we've met Mike. Yep. Uh, I can put a face to that, so when I'm talking to him, like, we have an understanding. It really came down to that, and everybody else's channels, you're, you do great work. You do. Yes. Uh, some of you, I mean, maybe in the future, we'll collabo on a project or sure, something. Sure. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but... Uh, so our thanks to Clay and to Joe Abara, Matt Hasso, Kristen Smith, Chris Alexakos for helping us the relist together for us. Yes. Uh, all of them. And we were sidetracked. But Martian, let's talk about it. <laughs> we just did. I think we just did. we? We yeah. just read, kind of read. What do you want to say? Well, we just uh, how, What are your feelings? I love the Martian. I enjoy it. I try to talk myself into buying it all the time. But I can't quite get there, I don't think. Even okay. though when I saw it twice, it was goddamn beautiful. I saw the regular version and the 3D version. Okay. The 3D version is phenomenal. Straight up phenomenal. But not good enough for you to keep that TV. No, because the, that's <laughs> my fault because the Samsung TV is too bright, uh, that 3D TV. If it, was a, if it was a darker 3D TV, I would have never let it go um, because – You couldn't adjust the brightness? No, you, not to the point where I feel comfortable. It's not black enough. Did you try and put like a light mesh screen or anything over the top of it? Why would I do that? Because it would diffuse the light. No, but the, the light is coming from the – oh, you mean through the picture? Yeah. Because the picture is what's bright. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I turn the brightness all the way down. It becomes black. But when you try to adjust the black levels, it's not to my liking. That's why I like that LG. The LG has a deep black. I love deep blacks. I am dangerously going to say the wrong thing here. So <laughs> stop there. My favorite is going to IMAX sometimes and they show you – Oh. This is what flames used to look like with old projectors. Well, fuck that shit. And then the the sliding scale goes to the other side and like, dude, flames up your ass. It's like, it doesn't – I guess it's appreciably blacker. Sure. But I don't know if that was as black as it was before. I have no idea. Yeah. Just because you're showing me that doesn't mean, you know, that's exactly what it was. Who well, knows? For me, I, I just know on sight. I just like, okay, that's it. That's the one I know. Yeah, um, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I just have a proclivity for it. Um, all right, what's your number four? Four is Alien. Mm, punt. Wow, you got a lot. Okay, what's uh, your four? Uh, 2001. Punt. Yeah. I, I get to say that back at you now. Boom. What's your uh, three? Three is uh, Empire Strikes Back. All right, it's not on his list. Because he wasn't going to have any Star Wars. No, no Star Wars, no Star Trek. Um, you know, Clay didn't write anything for any of his choices. Uh, you know, he st- just started classes. He's he don't got time. He doesn't have time, and we respect nope. that. Of course. Um, for Empire, I mean, what? Anybody <laughs> listening to this, you already have an opinion about Empire. Yeah, you do. You know what you like and don't like about yeah, that movie, exactly. And where it lands, uh, and where it should be on your list, exactly. Right. It, it could be anywhere if you want to take off the sci-fi element and just go with the space. If you're saying no superheroes, all right, I'll get rid of all the others. Totally, I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. I still think Star Trek makes it in. Uh, it's yeah. sci-fi. This Star, Star Wars Trek. is to me more magic. Yeah, yep. It's more fantasy element. Yeah. Uh, whereas Star Trek is based on science. There's a reason scientists here tried to mimic a bunch of the technology. Like, hey, what if we can make you know? First off, it started with uh, sliding doors and shit like that. Yeah. But communicators, whatnot, uh, replicators. Yeah. Eventually, try and do all the types of technology they were talking about. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Uh, but anyway, sidetracked entirely. <laughs> It's what happens on the relist sometimes. Empire, I mean, it's our favorite. Yes. Of the series. Agreed. It's awesome. Yes. There you go. That's good to go. That's a very good uh, encapsulation. What do you got at three? Uh, Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah. That's My it. number 10. Oh, you're <laughs> – yeah, all right. Jonathan Carroll says, Christopher Nolan's visionary film is one that I enjoy more the more times I watch it. Watching Matthew McConaughey as both a determined pilot to find another home and a lovable father to try to get back to his children elevates the film up a notch as the humanistic themes of love, time, and death blend with the science fiction quite beautifully. Plus, Hans Zimmer's masterful score and the visuals get you immersed into the experienced experience. I love this movie. Me too. I come back to it all the time, man. Me too. It's one of those films that I'm like, fuck, 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 every time it comes on because I'm just like, God damn it. I'm going to sit and watch this thing for an hour. I was going to go run. I was going to go take a walk. I was going to go someplace Dude. else. Nope. <laughs> Seeing it the first time and the music, when yeah. it comes blaring in and it's just this organ. It's an organ from London at St. George's Church, St. Saint, Saint Something Church. Okay. And they went in, and it's the guy that plays the organ there. And they worked with him trying to get all the sound, the notes, this entire score. So it's just him, by and large, just crushing. And you feel that. Oh, yeah. And it's the immensity. I love the idea of using something that is is founded within religion because this is meeting God. Yeah, absolutely. This is God's fingerprint right Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. All over it. Yeah, a black hole. And that's what's based in love and what it leads to. And I think it's one of the best performances of McConaughey's career, certainly – I think Anne Hathaway is incredible in this. Even Damon as that evil, smarmy motherfucker is incredible. And yeah. the jump in time uh, that happens, all of that, it's, it's an intelligent, smart film. 
Whether you can line up all the pieces at the end, fine. But I don't care. It's still bold with in what, what it does. With what in particular? Well, a lot of people don't like the idea that you know he goes back to communicate with her through the the lights and you know how would he be able to do that in terms of time and space and and love is really the reason. But but I'm like that's just the movie. That's the motivation yeah. of life. Exactly. Exactly. So if that doesn't compel you, right? Ultimately, it's love of self and love of others. Yeah. So you could say it's selfish and just be like, I want to live. I want to live through you know these individuals. Mm-hmm. This is my legacy type of thing, whatever the case is. But if that's not the motivation, then, you know, asteroid hit us now. Yeah. The whole reason he's on the mission is to save the planet. And then eventually he realizes he can't come back and do that. So he's going to send a message to his He's still going to do everything he can within his power. Yeah. Yeah. True. You know, uh, what is it? Hal? That's not Hal. Sorry. That's 2001. Um, The walking robot that's voiced by the guy that was in the Don't Worry, Be Happy video. It was also, I think it was Ian. Oh, Bill Irwin. Yeah, Bill Irwin. Yeah. Um, him doing the voice. What was the name of that damn character? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Shit. Neither do I. Shit. That's a Schmodown question. That is a Schmodown question. I bet it's been asked already. Probably. Uh, These people think it's a bar outside, man. Uh, I mean, it seems like you guys have been here all day. Well, not all no, day. for Since 6 o'clock. That's it. Eh, you know, it's 9.20. Yeah. They'll be clearing out in probably 10, 15 max. Oh, TARS. TARS. T-R-S. TARS. Yeah. That's what it was. Tires. Yeah, I love it to pieces. And uh, yeah, Hans Zimmer's score is incredible, what Jonathan says. The, yeah, beautiful visuals. Yeah. McConaughey when he breaks down oh. after 30 years. And even Anne, when she's like, when they realize what she's done and why she's done it, yeah. you can't even be mad at her because, she's like, I-, I relate. I know what that's like, where you're like, I, yeah, I did this shit because I love him. And I, I, I believe. Sorry. I know. Yeah. I know. It's a lifeless rock over there or over here. Trust me, I know. Yeah. How do you? T- yeah, you can't be. You can't yeah, be. the other side is numbers, but yeah. who knows? Right. There's a crapshoot either way. They both could be failures. Exactly. That's a good point. So, yeah, no, I think it's uh, pretty fantastic. What's your number two? Two is First Man, which doesn't seem like you have. No, damn it. Thank you for putting that on your list, Clay. People don't give that movie enough love. <laughs> Hell, it's. Junior Sassy Roka right there. Thank you for putting that on your list. Just a little bit of a, uh, you know, sassafras. Um, I mean, so I found First Man visually stunning. Mm-hmm. The, um, some of the shots where it looks, looks like that tilt shift camera. Oh, yeah. You ever yeah. seen that stuff online? Oh, yeah. Uh, where it makes things almost look like miniatures. Where I think it was the rocket coming off you from space and seeing this little plume of smoke, yeah, this tiny little, and makes it realize how foolhardy this endeavor is. But yeah, we're pushing ourselves like it's a beautiful spectacle. I just felt so detached, Understood. which is part of who that man right. is. He was trying to convey that, yeah, you know. But I get it. I get people. You know, obviously, a lot of people felt emotionally detached from the movie. But to me, that's what I liked about it because. We've seen space movies with a lot of emotion. It was nice to see one authentically conveying the attitude of this man, walking us into this guy's world, what it would like to be to be in his skin and how he sees the world, right? And I enjoyed that it, for that aspect of okay. it. I didn't want to feel warm and fuzzy about it. I wanted to see what his drive and his determination and his sacrifice uh, and his stoic demeanor led to. You know, and so I enjoyed that. But I totally get why people would feel not as uh, warm and fuzzy about it. All right, that's your number two. 
Yep. Uh, Jonathan's number two is Apollo 13, which is the pun from earlier. My number nine. It says, a remarkable achievement about the importance of teamwork from Ron Howard. The excellent sh- shows from the first-rate performances to the technical details in the special effects and hardware. Even though I know it's a true story, I can still feel the tension every time I watch it. Um, do you feel the tension, man? I do feel that tension. Okay. okay. Seen that movie a lot of times. Yep. Um, you know, given the fact that I, you know, some specific, I think it was the TI whatever calculator that had more computational power than the the damn you know lunar module yeah. and whatever the other thing was called that they were attached to for a while. Yeah. Uh, that eventually they have to they have to figure out because the filtration system was done by a contractor. Yep. So one is circle and one is square, yeah. and the engineer comes in. We have to figure out how to get. It was either a round peg into a square hole or a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. And that shit is true. And they figured out how to do it with duct tape and plastic yeah. <laughs> and whatever. It worked. It doesn't matter if you got to do a little shim sham yep. bullshit. Yep. So long as it works. <laughs> uh, Troubleshooting is part of the job. Yeah, exactly. There are no permits. Yeah, you know? exactly. There's no code. OSHA doesn't really apply. Just figure that shit out. They don't check it, right? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they signed any kind of liability waiver. You know, at the oh, astronauts I'm themselves. Sure, they do. Nineteen sixty, what? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they signed everything away at that time. Well, don't you think it was just part of the military contract? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a litigious. It's not a litigious society back then. So I can't imagine these astronauts going like, "Uh, no, no let yeah. me my lawyer take a look at this." That's what I'm saying. Did they even? Pass. I think they did, sure. Okay, but because I think the yeah. government, I, I think the government always thinks ahead, so they don't get fucked by you. Well, exactly. Yeah, and because they're dirtier. The government is usually dirtier than you are. Well, or I mean, you look at it like uh, every, you know, Band of Brothers right before they cancel uh, D Day. Yeah, the first jump and whatnot, and they walking around, guys. Hey, make sure it's Wahlberg. Like, fill out your will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your family can at least get something if you got to go down type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do that in the military. Like you do that in basic training. You fill out your will in basic training because you don't know if you, once you graduate if you're going to be sent off to uh, to war or not. And That's at the fun. time because of uh, the first Gulf War was breaking out when I was in basic, they made us do the will. Right they just there, give you basically. basically an outline. You fill in certain areas. Yep. You write your name and you and they tell you how much you're qualified for. And then you put the next of kin, uh, and then you sign it, and that's it. That's your will. Yeah, which is not bad. Cause it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, it's not bad for my mom to have two hundred fifty thousand dollars if I was to pass, sadly or unfortunately. True. Yeah. Do you have life insurance now? No, do not. Interesting. You're always so uh, on top of these financial things. Uh, yet, it doesn't. Yet. It just doesn't make sense to have life insurance. Technically, I don't think for us right now. Not right now. Okay. I don't think so. Fair enough. Uh, Trust me, I think about those things. And, I know that's what I'm saying. That's and other things of yeah, got a plan, my man. You got to. I, I hear you, my man. Back to back, my man's from each of us. <laughs> it's that's a rare occurrence. Maybe a full moon tonight. You think? <laughs> High tide here on the, the lottery. The real ass, do you think so? <laughs> I think so. I think we should play the lottery. Ooh, what are your lucky numbers? Talk uh, to me. Six. Now, what are my number lucky numbers? Six. What? And then two more sixes. You go with sixty-six. Six, sixteen, and thirty-two. Two sixes. Mm-hmm. And then a multiple. Yeah. I just feel more comfortable quite, with that because they even. Whatever. Well, 16 is 16. 32 yeah, is yeah, multiple. Yeah. 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 Did they just happen to have But it's not a multiple of six. <laughs> no, it's not. So it's that's why I backed six. off of that. I was like, well, it's not technically <laughs> it's true. A multiple of 16. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's your number one? 
What's your number uh, one? Number one was 2001. Oh, okay. All right. Good choice by uh, uh, Clay there. That's another one where I, I've always had trouble connecting to that movie. What? Well, no, I, I don't disagree with that. It's not a connectable movie. Yeah. You're not supposed to feel for anybody in this damn movie. So the philosophical fascination has never gripped me. Ah, uh, understood. So, okay. like, when it gets to the trippy visual type thing. Yeah, 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 the black so, hole. Yeah. That should be really cool, and I should be so engrossed in my own thought process. I'm kind of not. I'm detached. Interesting. And I've watched it enough times now where I'm just like, yeah, it's one of Kubrick's that yeah. I want. I, I appreciate all what you're saying. It's just I can't. Yeah. I would rather watch so many. Other, I, I'll watch The Shining again. Wow. I'll watch. Okay. I'll watch others first. Yeah. Full Metal. I couldn't wait till it came out in 4K because it came out in 4K earlier this year. Because I wanted to see that thing like cleaned up okay. and watch the whole sequence. I love them. We did it on Cinephiles. It was three and a half hour Cinephiles. Me and Scott Mance and Steve just breaking that fucking thing down. And it was intense. And there's a lot going on in that film. There's a lot going on in that film. Sat next to Mance at the It screener. Oh, yeah, yeah. How'd you get, in, how'd you get into that, by the way? Did, did Wendy ask you or did you? I uh, uh, just asked around and eventually I saw Snyder playing basketball. And I was like, hey, if you know of anybody that's got an extra or something, just let me know. And he's oh. like, I might. I might. Why don't you reach out to me? I would have fucking asked. It didn't. It didn't matter. Well, just okay. I've never asked, and I happened to see him, but I already asked Wendy the mm. last time we came in to record. So I specifically asked her, and she was like, "It's kind of tight." All right. Yes. And then I saw Snyder a few days later, and was like, "You know anybody?" Because I reached out to two, three others, yeah. and they're all like, "Maybe." But you're considered, whether you believe it or not, part of the Collider staff. Uh, Extended because you can get a ticket. I mean, Dorina got a ticket. She comes into Collider Life. She's not a full time employee. Roxy's not a full-time employee. But at the same time, that's why I was, I'll only ask for specific ones. Yeah, I really yeah. wanted to see this. Yeah. I've been very excited to see this. And I won't talk about it until nope. others have a chance to have seen it. We'll do our review, though, right? Don't you sure. think? On, on top sure. Top? Okay. Uh, so that was your number one? Yeah, if you see it early, we could put it out the I already did. Of. I saw it that night at the Grove. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Roxy. I was her plus one. I, need, I had to do other things after the screening. Other things I had to work on, and so there was, the screening was a half an hour earlier mm-hmm. at the Grove, and it was the Grove is ten minutes from my house as opposed to twenty with the arc light. Oh yeah, so I was like, boom, perfect. So I left work early, got there, did the thing, and I was home by nine fifteen. Perfect. Yeah, it was perfect for me. Um, yeah, then we'll definitely do one because we've both seen it. Yep. So yep. easy. We've but it doesn't come out for another two weeks, right, or something like that, from where we're recording this. Uh, pretty sure. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So we got some time on that. Um, all right, the number one here for Jonathan is Alien. All right, that was a punt from earlier. Yeah. What was the number? That was my number four. Okay. says, I limited myself to just putting this first movie on the list as the crew are mostly in space compared to Aliens, which is still excellent, but the characters are on that moon for most of the movie. (laughs) It's not a, you know. Jonathan Moons are in space. Yeah, it's a mining colony. I understand the distinction he's making. It's still in space. All right. True, but it's terra. Oh, but then again, Earth is still in space, so never mind. Yeah, terra firma. (laughs) It's still. You know what? I stand corrected. I'm the idiot here. Uh, he says, but Alien is a masterpiece combining horror and science fiction where nobody can hear you scream in space, which was the tagline. Mm-hmm. Stellar cast all around, including Sigourney Weaver's performance as one of the most irreplaceable badass characters in film, Ripley, one of Ridley Scott's landmark films. Boom. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Agreed. It, I saw it after I saw Aliens, and I saw Aliens a bunch of times before I saw Alien. Mm-hmm. I was in college by the time I saw Alien, and I saw Aliens as soon as it came out on VHS, and we spent the night at a buddy's, and we rented that, yeah. and... Uh, can't remember the second one. Was it Predator? Ooh. Something. It was. It was a good night. We just 
you know, three of us sat around and watched movies that we probably shouldn't be watching because we were too young, <laughs> loving every second. That's of it. part of ritual growing up in this country. Well, you go to the one kid's house whose parents don't really pay yeah. as much attention. Exactly. Be like, well, you know, your mom asks, how come you like going to his house so much? I, you know, I, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I saw Aliens a bunch of times, and then Alien, the the terror, yeah, of being on this tube, and there's death <laughs> just floating about the cabin. That's not fun. And you're, and you're with people who can't handle that death is floating above the cabin because they're not soldiers. They're of a freaking work crew. But even soldiers, look what happened in the next one. Right, but at least they're willing to fight. The work crew is not, like, built to fight. Yeah, but the soldiers were keyed into what exactly they're going up against. True, true. Because Ripley had already gotten away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't, I mean, what do you do with the devil the first time you see it? Right. You lose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would imagine the first few hundred times you mm-hmm. see the devil, you lose. Fucking xenomorph thing? I know. Um, and it's great tension, and yep. it still feels topical, even though you can tell some of the special effects are a little, like some of the look of the spaceship or whatever is a little dated. It still works because of the performance of the actors, the direction by Ridley Scott, the tension. Yeah. The- Oh, it's sound that's uh, that's uh, you know through it. Uh, you're just like, oh my god! It's, it's more psychological. Yes, there are horror elements of it. You know, mm-hmm. people getting eviscerated and shit. But yeah, it's more the fear of yeah. Hey, you just basically you turn into like a deer or a squirrel. Like everything's like yeah, just sets you off of oh my god. And I like the way that the alien wasn't about attacking you fast. It uncurled no. its tail. Yeah. It knew. It laid in wait. Exactly. And it knew like you weren't going spider. anywhere. You're like, hey, hey, Black Widow. Just <laughs> killed one at our house. Did you really? Yeah. Well, Shit. we got, you know, there's a bunch of trees and all that jazz. Yeah. So it's going to happen. Yeah. We got one at our old place. We just had a garage. Don't get bit, man. Well, yeah. It's Don't you die? No. You not from a Black Widow. Okay. If you are a young, young child, yes. Okay. There's a chance. Okay. You'd have to be bit a lot of times, I think, for it to. For a Black Widow to yeah. kill you. Okay. You know, it's going to be a lot of pain. A lot of pain. I'm sure processing all that. But it's still better than a number of other spider bites. Potentially get. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. A, it's not going to kill you, and B, it's not going to turn to carotid. So (laughs) that's where you really went. Look, I used to be deathly afraid until I educated myself about which spiders I need to be afraid of. Right. And now I find some adorable. I'm not kidding. Oh, I used to be, it didn't matter any spider. Daddy Long Legs, I'm running out of the room. Hmm. And it just eventually, I was like, look, you're so much bigger, like yeah. as a kid. But I didn't fully get over the fear probably until I was like, I don't know, eighth grade, freshman year, yeah. like slowly but surely. Well, Lily gets mad at me because I killed him. I put him outside. Yeah, that's what she does. I don't want to take the chance. Dude, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. What does that mean? Kill the bugs. That's what I'm doing. No. You're killing their predators, so you're just going to end up with more bugs. I don't have bugs in the house. Well, you can thank spiders for that and a few <laughs> I just other have things. spiders in my house. Well, you know, you got to unfortunately take the good with the bad sometimes. <laughs> Most of them are just house spiders. Yeah, but they bite. Of... You wake up and you've got that fucking thing on your neck. It's so rare. Uh, not to me it isn't rare. Well, I don't know what you're doing. You're she had four bites. Putting spider bait on your face <laughs> as some sort of nightly ointment. It's a pretty rare occurrence. Fair enough. Fair I enough. got mosquitoes at my place, though. Oh, I don't want mosquitoes. Holy shit. Fuck that noise. Yeah. Well, it's just, uh, but can't figure out where the stagnant water is, so it's yeah. got to be one of the neighbors. I've looked everywhere. That's, it's one of the um, things I, I don't miss about 
living in Virginia is the mosquitoes. It's the first time in living in Southern California, my, you know, yeah. since the age of 22. Oh, wow, that you've experienced this. Yes. Ha! It's never happened. I've never lived in it, but somewhere there's somebody's got something. Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, all right, that's our separate list. Yep. Uh, what are we doing here? You want to type? Uh, because I only have my phone this evening. Oh, yeah, sure, I can type. All right, so Alien was what, 1 4? Uh, yes. We don't have anything to beat that. No. So we'll put Alien at number one? I would say Alien at okay. one. All right, hold on. All right. Okay. Where'd you have 2001? Uh, 2001 was number four. Oh, well, okay, that's my one. So that's 1 4 versus 1 4. Well, now it's a choice between the two of us. I'm sure you'd put 2001. I would I, put I, Alien. I would put 2001. Uh, Since I'm writing the list, that seems logical. Oh, so that's how it's going? Hey, man, say my list. Say my list. Clay, you take it up. Uh, actually, yeah. not Clay. Uh, Jonathan, you take it up with the man who's supposed to be defending your list. Yeah, he yeah. just disrespected it. I did. Um, <laughs> all right. So, that three, so what's number three? Uh, I got Apollo 13 at man, two. Uh, I've got that at nine. Okay. Interstellar at three. Ten. Okay. Uh, the moon? Martian. I got Moon at seven. The Martian? Seven. You okay. got that where? Five. So Moon and Martian are the same again. Oh, really? Yeah, five, seven, five, seven. Oh, okay. So, well, then you get that one. Well, it comes out that it's not a get. What do we think is better? Martian or Moon? Yeah. I would say Moon. All right, fine. Well, no, I, I find that one a more interesting. I'm not going to fight you on it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, but the way you resigned yourself by saying fine, <laughs> somehow you took offense. Suddenly you're standing up for his list, but before you poo-pooed it. So, Sarah, I'll have you which, which side of the plate are you on? <laughs> which way are you bad? You can only call time out so many times. Hey, I'm, switch your sides. What's the best uh, line? I'm on the side I'm always on. Mine. Um, all right, right stuff is next for me at six. We already put Moon on. So we got Moon and Martian, then we should do... Apollo 13 and Interstellar. Okay. Those are the only, uh, last uh, common ones? I think so, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, what's your next highest left? I got my two. Have we done Alien? We've done Apollo 13, Interstellar, 2001, A Space Odyssey, The Martian. What, what's your highest number? The Right Stuff, I think, is number six. Okay, so his first man... Is okay. two. Okay. And Empire is his three and it's not on. Okay. Empire strikes All right. How many are we at? Uh we got two left. So you're six? <clears throat> do you have gravity on your list? Oh yeah, I do have gravity. Shit. That was nine. Where's your gravity on? Six. Throw it on there right there. All right, at nine? All right. Felix should okay, okay, never mind. All right, uh and then It hurts, I know. No, I'm just saying. All right, and then uh where are you at? Um, I have Wally left at nine. I have High Life at eight. Ooh, so High Life gets in there, huh? High Life and does. Oh, the right stuff. I'm sorry, it's six. Oh yeah, right stuff. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's do this thing. The top ten movies in space on the relist. Yeah. And number ten. The right stuff. And number nine. Gravity. And number eight. The Empire Strikes Back. Seven. First Man. And six. Interstellar. And number five. Apollo 13. Four. The Martian. 
Número tres. Moon. Uh, number two. Alien. Finally, our number one movie on the real list tonight is... 2001, A Space Odyssey. A uh, fantastic list, a yep. bunch of great movies. Yes. Our thanks to uh, Robert Haley, Babo. Hello. For giving us a great topic. Yes. And for Chris, the, you know, going above and beyond. The relist was a difficult one this time. It was. Uh, and we have been there. Uh, we've been there. You know? <laughs> That's all so, we can say. Yeah, sometimes it's just like, for some reason, people just don't respond for five days. Yeah. And then yeah. suddenly it's like, hey, bup, 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 hey, can I get on this? Man, I had to go so far past you. Right. Uh, but also to Clay Williams and to Jonathan Carroll. And everybody that supports us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 yeah. with the number 10. You can join a bunch of different tiers. We got uh, Topic Thunder. There's the classic shows. You can do relist, pick a show, shout out. Mm. Uh, you know, and eventually we're going to get you know what's behind door number two. That's right. That's right. And listen, I know Matt and I haven't talked about this in a bit. I hope Matt doesn't mind me bringing this up, but I'd like to get some designs for some new shirts, Matt, of some new merchandise. Oh, we well, we had an idea. Did we have? I didn't see much. No, no, no. because well, we had to do some work. Okay. On our end, and we just never did because we both got busy. I just want to see submissions. Like, you guys know the show. You guys love the show. Come up with something original. Send it to us as a logo or as a thing. Matt and I will take well, a look at it. You said t-shirts. Don't give us logos. Oh, no, sorry. T-shirt. Yeah, t- something for a design for a t-shirt. Yeah. Matt and I are looking for some new things. And, uh, you know, we're always kind of like, this is the one thing that always kind of slips through the cracks for us. So I'd like to put it out there. If your listeners, your patron, um, submit it to us and make sure you put top 10 t-shirt design on it. Uh, and then we'll have conversations with you depending on if we like the design or not. But, like, you know, get your creative juices flowing. You know what the show is about. Send us some great designs, and we will totally give you credit for the shirt. Damn straight. There you go. <laughs> have zero problem with that. Um, All right. Is that everything? I think that's everything. Follow me at Matt Nost. There you go. Follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram, and we'll talk to you next time. On the relays. 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 <laughs>